The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The story of the day is always uh, Joe Biden as he continues his Irish tour, uh, a visit to Orison a meeting in family with uh, on Taoiseach, and of course an address to the houses of the Oireachtas. I'm joined uh, by a number of people, one on the line, that is Andrea McEvitt, fifth uh, uh, cousin of Joe Biden, Louth County Councillor, uh, the Fine Gael TD for Dublin Rathdown, Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Neil Richmond, and Patricia Shields from Democrats Abroad. Good morning and welcome one and all. Uh, maybe we'll start with uh, uh, Andrea, first of all, to, to uh, tell us about uh, your experience, Andrea, of your meeting with your cousin. Yeah, look, we had, a, we had, an, absolutely, we had an absolutely great day yesterday um, when we met with President Biden in the Windsor Bar and Restaurant. It was, really, it was a really special day for my family, a real momentous and historic day for our county and indeed our country. Yeah. Now, uh, it seemed very casual and, you know, very relaxed. It was a very relaxed. So we're sitting there waiting on the president and I suppose everyone was, oh, you're on TV, you're on TV, turn around and give us a wave. And then, you know, maybe 20, 20 minutes later, the president came in with his entourage and he was just standing there, like giving, you know, making a few remarks. It was very casual and relaxed. And I suppose that's exactly what the president wanted it to be. It was a homecoming, like a family reunion. And and that was the atmosphere that was created in the Windsor Bar yeah. yesterday. Now, and, now was um, there any script at all, Andrea? Did he have notes or did he just speak off the top of his head? He might have had a few notes in front of him, Pat, but I think it was more, he was speaking from the heart completely and um, he didn't need the notes. It was like his speech in Ulster University yesterday. It came from the heart and he, you know, he's a president who knows what he's talking about, especially on Irish issues and family issues. And he was well equipped yesterday, I felt, um, in all the speaking that he did. Yeah. How many of the, the extended family were there, would you say, Andrea? There were probably about 30 people um, in the room where he came in and made the remarks. Now, that included some members of the McGill family who own and run the Windsor Bar and Restaurant in Dundalk. Um, and it was great to have them there. And we also had were accompanied by the Taunashta and the US ambassador to Ireland, Claire Cronin, and the Irish ambassador to the US, uh, Geraldine Byrne-Nason. Okay. Now, uh, did anyone react to his black and tans remark? Um, no, I think it, it was just a blunder. Everybody knew what he was talking about and uh, what he was referring to. Yeah, which is the match against the All Blacks in Chicago. Exactly, the yeah. All Blacks as opposed to the Black and Tans, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes Pat, the tussles have been as tough, perhaps. If I was speaking <laughs> off the cuff as much as he was yesterday, I'm sure I'd make more than one mistake. Yeah. You have uh, photographs to remember this uh, auspicious occasion, I presume. Oh, yeah, we've got we've got a lot of photographs and um, the president was very patient and uh, generous with his time, actually. And, you know, he spoke with everybody. He took photos. We did selfies. He my it was my birth, my auntie's birthday yesterday. And he once he heard that, he, he said, well, we've got a tradition in the Biden family when it's somebody's birthday, we sing. So every all the Secret Service agents and he had the whole room singing happy birthday to my auntie. And like, you know, we also made we also made a joke. I, I made a joke with the president and I said, you know, it's a big year next year, Mr. President. I am have my local elections in May and then you have your big presidential race in November. So, you know, it's McAvitt for like any council and Joe Biden for the White House. What a double that would be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, uh, and, he ador- and he endorsed it. 
<laughs> now, d- d- tell me, uh, had you met him before? I mean, were you at, I was, in the I was White over House? In the White House? I was over in the White House on St. Patrick's Day this year. So it was a really special occasion as well. And then to have him here, I suppose, not even like four weeks later, it's it's huge. It's kind of in US-Irish relations this past this past three months, but it's great. And, it, you know, it's wonderful for our family and for our county and the peninsula here in Cooley. Yeah. I, I remember when uh, Ronald Reagan came to Ireland and he went to Ballyporeen. And there was a lot of hoopla about it saying, oh, he's not really, you know, as Irish as he claims. And, you know, those cousins, they're mythical cousins and it's all makey-uppy to win elections and so on. And then I went to Ballyporeen and I was in a, a, a tent, a security tent before the commentary I was about to do. And um, this man came in and he was a Ronald Reagan's cousin, they said. He was the double of Ronald Reagan. He absolutely was the image of him. Now, he was a farmer, I think, and, you know, his complexion was a little more ruddy than uh, Ronald Reagan's was, but he was a life double for Ronald Reagan. And at that moment, I had no doubts about his heritage. So tell me, do any of you look like Joe Biden? Well, you know, there's there's kind of not a running joke, I suppose, but there is a running joke in our family on my mum's side that, you know, some people have inherited the Finnegan nose. And when... President Biden came on his vice presidential visit with his brother, Jim. He looked at my uncle and he said, oh, you've got the Biden nose. And he says, no, you've got the Finnegan nose. So Joe Biden has the Finnegan nose. No, Jim, Jim Biden. Jim Biden. Oh, Jim Biden, the brother. Yeah, his brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the the, the DNA is intact. There's no doubt. It's passed through the generations. Yeah, there's no doubt. The the connections that um, President Biden has with this country, they're so genuine. You know, the Finnegans and the Carnies here in Loud and then, you know, the Going blue, it's over in we Mayo. Have the blue, it's in Mayo. So, like you know, All right. <laughs> well, strong look, connections. Uh, talk about memories. Great, great memories uh, that you have, Andrea. And thank you very much for sharing them with our listeners. Thanks, Pat, for having me on. All the best. Bye bye. Now, Patricia Shields from Democrats Abroad. Um, have you had Biden experiences this trip? Yes, um, I was very fortunate to be uh, up in Ulster University yesterday, and um, as Andrea said, like the connection. Um, you know, when you have the privilege of having a conversation with him, he wants to know who you are, what your connection to Ireland is. Um, so both TJ Malloy and I uh, from Democrats Abroad were able to have a good conversation with him yesterday. He was thankful for our work with Democrats Abroad registering voters, but he wanted to know where we were from. Um, I shared with him that my mother was born and raised in Hazleton, which is a small town outside of Scranton that only people from that area would really know. And he was absolutely delighted to to share that connection and wanted to know where we lived, what brought us to Ireland. And um, it was very personal and very genuine. Um, you know, as his remarks were yesterday. Yeah. I, I Anyway, talk- it's a very Irish thing to find out who you are, where you come from, who do you know, who, what friends you have in common. It's how we all start our conversations. You know, you, you mention your name and they've said, would you be one of the Kennys now of Blessington or would you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so he got that from his Irish mother, I'd say. I, yeah. And, it, it, you know, like I'm being married to a man from Cork, I'm, I'm used to the to the questions. Um, so <laughs> he was delighted I was married to an Irishman as well. So that was great. Yeah. It, because if you go to New York and you meet New Yorkers uh, and you ask such a question, uh, they say, what do you want to know? 
yeah, you know, there would be that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's less personal, or it's more a locality. Like, where do you live? Um, yeah. Less than than who you know and and what brought you here. How important is this visit in terms of American politics? I mean, it'll play well to a certain constituency, but generally speaking, those kind of visits uh, when he goes to any country in the world. Um, how does it play at home? Do you know, I, I was really surprised yesterday. I was getting a lot of texts. Uh, the coverage over there has been, you know, pretty, pretty broad. Um, you know, there were, you know, I think there are personalities that play well uh, on U.S. media. Doni on CNN is, yeah, is someone. Yeah. He's very good. He's very good. Um, and he was standing there in the rain with us in Dundalk yesterday, uh, you know, freezing himself. Uh, but the coverage has been very good. You know, I think Joe Biden is always looking for common ground. And I think, you know, in his comments yesterday about the anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, he, he keeps enunciating, um, you know, where we can find common ground to work together. And he, he spoke a little bit about how Republicans and Democrats are very united uh, on this issue. On if, this issue. If, if, the, if this issue alone. Uh, because I remember in his uh, inaugural speech where he hoped to work across the aisle. Yeah. Hasn't worked. Well, it hasn't worked, but he's kept legislation and topics, uh, you know, at the forefront. You know, he's he's an expert politician. So, you know, whether it's an executive order on guns, for example, he keeps throwing the ball back to Congress. And, you know, I, I do believe genuinely he is trying to find ways to legislate on issues where they can find common ground in a very difficult, polarized, you know, political battlefield right now. Now, one of the things that people are saying is that with this American president, whether he uh, leaves office next year or whether he leaves office in five years time, um, that he might be the last hurrah for the Irish-American political lobby. Um, you know, if you have a Ron DeSantis in, you'd imagine that, uh, you know, Hispanic lobbies might be more powerful, for example, in the White House. What say you? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's there's not there's not kind of a, a person to hand the baton to uh, in terms of, you know, lineage or someone that has that strong Irish connection. But um, I think he set an incredible standard uh, for the next person to come along, uh, you know. But, you know, I the increased... Uh, diverse demographics of the United States are going are gonna to continue to, you know, Dilute, showcase different. Yeah, and you know, but but I do think there's part of the American story is always knowing where you came from, and I think he articulates that well. And again, that's a that's a shared value. Everyone from America, you know, uh, with small exception, came from somewhere else. And I think his ability to connect with people on that, no matter where they came from, we all have that as part of our story. Now, and listening to all of that, sitting beside me is Neil Richmond. And Neil, um, today's set piece, and there are a number of them, tree planting in the Auris, obviously, uh, photo ops. Uh, hopefully the weather is as nice now as it was when I was coming in. Um, and then there'll be the family meeting, which where a little bit of politics will be done, I'm sure. And also maybe a little talk of, of trade and world affairs, all of that. And then the address to the House of the Oireachtas. Um the importance of someone like Joe Biden coming to Ireland. I think it shouldn't be understated. This week isn't normal. 
there hasn't been that many US presidential visits to Ireland. This is only the fourth time a US president will address the Oireachtas. And I was only speaking to a family member over the weekend who remembers you were speaking of Ronald Reagan's visit, but he was talking about JFK's visit and the importance of that visit and the importance of the address to the Oireachtas that was broadcast to the nation. That's the sort of realm we're in today. It's a big discussion. It's of huge importance to us as a country to cement that relationship with the United States, but also with this particular president, who is a particularly Irish president, genuinely Irish, and has shown an interest throughout his career, going back to the Senate, in peace on this island, because we do fundamentally, first and foremost, want to celebrate 25 years of the Good Friday Agreement with this visit. In terms of foreign policy, I mean, America keeps pointing to the participation in the uh, signing, ultimately, of the Good Friday Agreement as a great uh, foreign policy success. And in truth, there have not been that many foreign policy successes for the United States. Well, I think if you if you look at what the, the role the United States has played in the world over the last century since the Second World War, it has had success. Of course, there's been absolute difficulties, but you look at there's more democracies now today than there was 20 years ago. There's more democracies in the world 40 years ago. Trade is flourishing between countries. The level of global wealth has increased across the board and particularly our relationship, the role of Ireland in the world when when Joe Biden was probably first elected to um, to the Senate back in the 70s, we were a very poor country, a very backward country. We've come along leaps and bounds to where we are today. And it's something we should be very proud of. The fact that we talk economically about the over 200,000 Irish people employed by US companies, but also the over 100,000 American people employed by Irish companies, the strengthening that relationship. And we look at the overall US pol- foreign policy role within the world, and it has been a positive one. And I point directly to what's going on in Ukraine and Russia brutal war. The support shown by this president and this US government has been unfaltering and it has to be commended. Yeah, I mean the failures I was referring to were obviously Iraq and uh, Afghanistan most uh, most recently. Um, there will be uh, protests today, will there? Not in the chamber, one imagines, because uh, people before profit who uh, say they wanted a chance to, I think uh, Richard Boyd Barrett might have used the term grill the president. I don't think in those set pieces grilling ever actually happens or has it ever happened? No, and Richard was mixing up. We've had recent addresses to the Oireachtas by leaders from the European Union, Roberta Metzola the other month, Ursula von der Leyen, um, Jean-Claude Juncker previously. But you have to remember, as presidents of the Commission or the Parliament, they have a mandate to Ireland. They have uh, a responsibility to be questioned by democratically elected representatives. When you invite another foreign head of state, be it the US president or Paul Keating, the Prime Minister of Australia, Chancellor Helmut Kohl or Nelson Mandela before became president of South Africa, you invite them to address or the Oireachtas to make their point, just like Gareth Fitzgerald got to address Congress or Bertie Hearn got to address uh, the Houses of Parliament. It isn't an opportunity to grill the so, protests. So you think there's a misunderstanding, uh, a procedural misunderstanding on the part of people before profit Oh, quite a clear, quite a clear misunderstanding. Um, there's so a Paul Murphy and Richard Boyd Barrett have it wrong. Yeah, and I, I made that point quite clearly to Richard, and I very, I, I fully respect and support his right to oppose the visit to protest. Absolutely, but let's look at protocol, let's look at procedure, and let's be accurate. When JFK or Ronald Reagan or Bill Clinton addressed the Oireachtas, there was no back and forth parliamentary scrutiny. In the same way, if our Taoiseach goes over to Congress, we wouldn't expect the same. But there will be a protest, no doubt. I think there was a protest at. At the, at the spire last night a, a couple of dozen people and they're entitled to protest because this is a democracy and it's a free space but we look at in counter to that the thousands of people that stood in the lashings of rain and the freezing cold in Louth yesterday and Lord knows the welcome he's going to get in Mayo tomorrow Now I believe that um, media and indeed politicians have been advised to do an antigen test 
Yeah, I have mine in the car. I'll do it afterwards. It's been. <laughs> I'm just wondering why, because I think it was only yesterday, and maybe Patricia from uh, Shields from Democrats Abroad can confirm that the pandemic was officially over yesterday or the day before, signed off by Joe Biden. Yeah, um, and I didn't take a test, and I was in very close <laughs> proximity to him. But you know, I certainly understand. You know, there's, you know, there. They need to protect him. So that's probably a means of protection. Might be more um, prone to the common cold as picked up on the ramparts yesterday than uh, the presence of COVID. Anyway, you're looking forward to the address. Do you think it will uh, be uh, a ceremonial address or do you think there will be significant political messages? Well, I look at the address yesterday at the University of Ulster, hit the tone absolutely correctly uh, for the Times in Northern Ireland. I expect something similar in the Oireachtas today. And I won't lie, I'm as giddy as a schoolgirl about it, Pat. All right. And th- there's one thing I think we can say with absolute certainty. He won't mention the black and tans. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, Neil Richmond, who's Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Patricia Shields from Democrats Abroad, and before that, Andrea McKevitt, uh, the Louth County Councillor and fifth cousin of uh, Joe Biden. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.